Welcome to Behind the Art, a podcast developed by Rockhampton Museum of Art. In each episode of Behind the Art, we unlock hidden treasures and activities of the creative sector with a focus on visual arts. Conversations with artists, collectors, curators, conservators, researchers, educators, and so many more. They will demystify the world that is visual arts. Join us as we take you Behind the Art. Today on Behind the Art, Bianca Asimovic, Rockhampton Museum of Art Director, speaks with Marilyn Luck, OAM. Since leaving school, Marilyn Luck has made an outstanding contribution to her local community of Rockhampton through her involvement and support of the arts, the Anglican Church, Central Queensland University, and both grammar schools. Marilyn's involvement with the Rockhampton Art Gallery began in the late 1970s, where she was one of the inaugural donors to establish an arts collection. Her enthusiastic efforts have contributed to the institution now having one of regional Queensland's most significant and valuable art collections, home to work by significant Australian artists. Marilyn became a trustee of the Rockhampton Art Gallery Trust in 1994 and was appointed chair in 2007 before retiring in 2016. In the year that Rockhampton Museum of Art will open to the public in 2021, art director Bianca Asimovic reflects on where the institution has come from, its foundations in the late 1970s with Marilyn Luck. The conversation explores Marilyn and her life's legacy in the Rockhampton Art Gallery, education and equality for women. Join us as we delve into the history of Rockhampton Art Gallery through the life and memories of Marilyn Luck, the longest serving trustee for the Rockhampton Art Gallery Trust. One of the days that I believe I will never forget was the day I first met you, Marilyn Luck. I believe it was in 2016. And it was said to me many times in my very first week that I needed to meet this Marilyn Luck that everyone kept speaking about. The staff, the stakeholders and community had such a respect for you and all that you'd done over the decades for Rockhampton Art Gallery that when I asked, who should I meet first now that I'm in Rockhampton, that you were very, very first of mind. I recall you made a trip down to the gallery and I met you in our staff areas just beyond where we're sitting today. And one of the staff brought you through and we sort of met in this back corridor. Mm. And although I never had the fortunate opportunity to work with you in your tenure on the Trust... Mm. From that day and every day forward, I feel that we sort of, in a unique way, have actually had a chance to work together. Mm, We have. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day and I asked you about the the dogs. Although I said boys and you said, no, they're dogs. Yes, yes. (laughs) Because I said, how are they going at school? You said, well, they're not actually at school, they're uh, at home with the... Yes. (laughs) And... I'm not the first gallery director that you've seen walk in this space. That's true, darling. You've seen many um, and you've seen the full history of of our institution from its foundations in 1970 and particularly its inaugural donor program um, that brought about the modernist, Modernist Painting Collection. Do you recall the 1970s? And, um, and your original donation yes, to the gallery I, I, then? Yes, I remember it very well. Um, 
Mayor Pilbeam again came to see people he knew or didn't know and asked that, uh, and he would usually set a fee, we'll just say $2,000 uh, or pounds, whatever it was, and, uh, and most people, uh, well, some got annoyed because it was very rude, but the majority of people gave. And, and that, together with the Labor government, which had a, hundred, a $500 uh, what was it, a balance in, in the guards, uh, art story, um, we were able to get the finance that was needed. And, uh, no, it was good, dear. And really so we're, we're talking about this unique fundraising campaign mm. um, in the 1970s that really set about... Uh, a large pool of money yes, from which the collection has since been built. Mm. How did our Mayor Pilbeam approach you? How did the donation from you and your family occur? Just said, um, mm, I've got you down for 2000 uh, I'll expect that check very <laughs> shortly. I, um, I have these very interesting files <laughs> just in the office that we're sitting in mm. um, and it actually is the original records of some of the letters and, and correspondence inwards and outwards mm. of those requests um, mm. for, for money. And you're right, it was very matter-of-fact. Oh, it was, yes, it was. And um, But knowing him, it was really him. That's how he was. Yeah, different times, eh? Hey? Different times, that's true. Mm, they were. And with Mayor Pilbeam, um, he did reach out to community and businesses to set about raising funds to purchase um, artworks yeah. to form the collection, which... Yes, he did, dear. Yeah, he which did. Rockhampton Art Gallery now holds. Mm. Um, and I recall hearing this story and reading about this story and everyone who lives in Rockhampton... Um, retells this story in different ways. So it's yes, it would. It's so yeah. good that it's still front of mind. But it is a bit more like a um, like a fiction story, isn't it? Yes, it is rather. Um, I don't know how often it would be done successfully, uh, but he had that manner. His expectation was that you would pay it, and uh, and I think that was people did. I think there's great value in it because the collection has been formed through the contributions of the community. That's right. So there's a really great level of ownership. It's a good ownership. At first it was they should have new uh, roads and and, uh, a new water story. But once it was up, there was a realisation and, of course, the painting started to come. There was a realisation that, yes, we had something. And we also had a gallery to, to put things in and also it was free. Uh, you didn't pay to go to the gallery and, and, you know, that was a bonus at that time for a lot of people and, uh, and, and that sort of was the beginning. And so what was it like in the community at that time um, trying to raise money in Rockhampton, a region historically known um, for grazing and mm. for beef? Mm. What was it like to be trying to raise money for the arts? Not easy. Not easy. Um, but amazingly, the money did come um, and he was the instigator, uh, able to do all that. He was very... Uh, shall we say, uh, <laughs> rough about it, but people did um, did 
come to the party and um, and he did a very good job. Yeah. And I would say the attitude towards um, presenting, preparing, building uh, a new cultural institution probably hasn't changed much Not really. since the 1970s. Not really. Um, there's always that question, should we build more roads, um, should we collect the rubbish more often? And the water, plenty of water. Uh, it, it's, I think it's lessened uh, because we've got more, uh, we've, we've got good schools, we've got, uh, well, we've had good business and, of course, the value of the paintings have increased for what I consider 4,000 degrees and... Um, uh, no, I think there's a bigger... Uh, because schools took on the fact that uh, they came down and they would have taken something news home to the families. Uh, no, I, I think that... Um, I think there's a much more understanding of, of it. And acceptance, that's the word too. A lot of people said yes and, you know, just as many people said no to Mayor mm. Pilgrim's request. Yeah, they did. Why did you and your family say yes? Why support that fundraising campaign? Partly because he wanted it. We we, we had certain respect for uh, Mayor Pilbeam, but also uh, my children at boarding school had done art and um, um, seemed to be just part of this story and... Uh, we just felt, well, it was Rockhampton too and uh, we needed it. And I do love the narrative because, of course, it wasn't just Mayor Pilbeam on his own. Um, he was supported by the then gallery director, Don Taylor. That's right. Um, and also the architect of the building for the Pilbeam Theatre, which right. extended to the art gallery, mm. um, Neil McKendry. And they took advice from really well-informed people. They consulted with the then National Gallery Director, James Mollison. Yes, that's right. And our dear friend, I know one of your dear friends, um, Philip Bacon of Philip Bacon yes, Galleries. Yes, yes. So they were very informed for these, um, mm. for their times and they, they weren't haphazardly purchasing works. Not really, no. John Baton came into that too. True, yes, you're mm. right. Yes. My, the stories that I've been told is that they, they visited artist studios and they visited galleries throughout the east coast of Australia. That's right, they did. And they cited mm. works and sometimes they would purchase them and take them with them at the time. Mm, that's right. And for me, I don't know, I think it's almost um, almost a script for a theatrical performance. I always say we should do <laughs> Pilly in the Play. Yes, yes, it was really because he was very definite and great expectations and I don't, he never said if people, if, well, some closed the door on him, of course, but uh, overall it was accepted. And the story is a success which is, you know, makes it even more unbelievable. Mm. So we know now that the body of works that were purchased were brought home to Rockhampton and the building was constructed um, mm. to house them all. And as you mentioned, mm. uh, the gallery then operated on its current site at Victoria Parade. That's right. Mm. From then on. And what was the gallery like then? Can you tell us what, what the spaces were like, what the exhibitions were like? Who was visiting? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, I didn't become involved straight away. 
but there was a feeling of we'll go to the gallery, um, but not perhaps the expectation we hoped. Mm. I would imagine it was um, a place to be seen at and a place to be at, was it? Certain group, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. And so you mentioned you weren't quite involved with the art gallery then. When did you start to become involved? Well, only uh, 94, I think it was, um, happened to be passing by and I said, oh, the annual meeting's on and in those days you're lucky to get six people at an annual meeting. And I went in and anyway, they were short of a one of the members and uh, they said, oh, you can do that, Marilyn. And I said, well, no, I've never really taken part in, in much art. And uh, they said, oh, that won't matter. Uh, you know, you're right. Okay, okay. And really it was a beginning of, I suppose, growth because, not because of me, but general outlook. Uh, and also it was a changing of the door in the sense that in those days it was... Um, what they called a, a short list. I said, oh, no, that's not, no, we won't do that. And they said, oh, you know, you don't have everybody here. And I said, yes, you do. We've got to change. The uh, It is Rockhampton's gallery and uh, things have to change and we have to accept that everyone is allowed in. And they were pretty upset about it, but anyway, I worked at it. And it, it did, it made a big difference in the fact it was free, as I mentioned before. Um, it, it really became quite acceptable. And you were a change maker, even, you know, from, from that first year all the way through. You were often advocating for those who couldn't advocate for themselves. That's right, dear. I've all that, always done that. Still do, up at the home. And... Um, no, it was gradual and also some of the trustees changed or left and others, you know, put on or asked to join. And uh, we got a pretty good team and uh, they were forward thinking and uh, very positive. Um, and we did, as soon as we opened the doors too on a Sunday, that's when numbers started to increase and uh, it did make a difference. And so you've mentioned just a couple of small changes. One was going from a short list to a long list. So I guess i that's a polite way of saying um, exclusive to inclusive perhaps. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. And then extending hours, so as a cultural institution being more accessible and available to mm. those who um, perhaps work during standard operating hours, so opening on a weekend. Well, it seemed that way um, Yes, I think that was part of it, dear, because people came down from Mac Mount Morgan then and um, as well and, you know, there was a, a noticeable difference in some of the people that came, uh, which was good and, um, and which was what we were looking for. And, uh, no, there was a change of, of direction. And just like those two examples, you've probably seen... Um, uh, and had a lot of great achievements in your time as, as trustee and furthermore as your time as chair of the trust. What are some of your most memorable achievements during your time with the trust? I love that little smile you're doing. Uh, well, there were a lot of wonderful successes, to be honest. I mean, 
eventually we the gold award which put us right in the forefront in Australia and then um, the acceptance of difference which uh, we uh, accepted that different different a different lot of people come um, we chose good work uh, Fortunately, too, we had success in getting money from people and people leaving some paintings to us uh, of value. And um, it seemed to be a time of acceptance for it, which uh, was needed. And um, as a team, we seemed to promote that and people did come. No, I, I think it was one of those times when people too were looking for something um, and schools had played a big part in bringing their pupils here and uh, and the younger ones over the river and people became aware of where we were at. And um, no, I, 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 I did see a big change in acceptance and that was a big thing and uh, it is today too um, acceptance of change acceptance of value um, just general acceptance of happiness really and uh, and and yes it was uh, I, I think that's all come here I really do and I think your time here has been a big big plus telling and um, and people like, that sort of thing, and that's what they want. And that's what you've grown this into, which is most successful. You touched on very quickly, which I'd love to go back, uh, the Gold Award because mm. that's something mm. that yeah. laid its foundations in your mm. time mm. Um, mm. and continues on till today. Yes. Can you tell us about how the Gold Award all started? What were those commencing conversations and communication? Well, we'd heard that Mrs Gold had left money in a will and amounts were quoted. The The university was the other uh, person to get funding. But when she did die and the will came out, we had received far more than we'd thought we were receiving and the university got less. And... Uh, um, it was sorted out and, um, no, that she was a very generous, well, he was to Dr Gold, a very generous uh, um, givers to the gallery and, and this was quite a remarkable amount that we were given, uh, which really formed the basis for uh, a wonderful uh, award and uh, people seemed to rally then. It did help to, for people, more people to come. And the standard lifted, of course. That's uh, another thing. And uh, yes, it's it's been a it's been a success story right through, gradually, and then uh, a lot more than gradual. And the idea for the award, because it's it's a progressive way of forming an award. Mm. Um, it's an invitational award, so not an open application. No. And it's an acquisitive award uh, that. Um, the principal earns an element um, from it and then that funds 
the award. So it has a longer a longer lifetime it has. because we're not actually going into the principal. No. How was, no. like, it's a very informed decision. Was there levels of consultation or communication? How did it all happen? No, it seemed to be an acceptance. Uh, uh, the solicitors came and talked about it and uh, we heard various possibilities but uh, as a as a team, we were happy with the way it ended up because, as you say, it's still going, and uh, it's been well managed and, of course, well accepted. And uh, no, we had, I suppose, meetings, but we were guided by the solicitors, uh, the trustees, actually. Yeah. Mm. And what was it like the um the first gold award? Do you recall that night? Yes, I do. It was very, very successful. And, of course, the painting that won, well, there were lots of yeses and lots of noes. So the Sally Gabori. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. But when I look back and even when I look now, it's still a great painting. And, of course, uh, Aboriginal arts come into its own and we happen to have one very good one anyway, at least, and uh, I think that's been a big plus uh, and an acceptance again. Um, yeah, I think more people have come to accept that. Yeah, and that's a that's a very significant work. So yes. that's a piece um, by Sally uh, mm. when, mm. Uh, yeah, four-metre work that has mm. since gone on to be part of retrospective exhibitions of hers at state institutions. That's right. You have a belief and um, a great passion for education. Yes, I do. And um, some of your notable contributions were uh, include that you were the director of Central Queensland University Foundation. Yes. Um, in the 1990s. And mm. you also played a key role in helping to lay the foundations for the university itself. And it's Yes, I'm, I've been made a companion of the university. Yes, I was the only woman on the on the uh, team, and uh, no, it was again we raised five million in the days of when coal was a big thing in the West, and uh, but people were happy to give because it was a university or was becoming one, and uh, again we had a very good team of people. And we had no trouble raising that $5 million, which found, founded the fellowship of it. $5 million in the 1990s. Mm. Yeah, amazing mm. contribution. And you've also worked with Rockhampton Grammar and yes, Rockhampton Girls Grammar yes. as well. Mm, I have. Um, the value and meaning of education resonates differently to many people. But for you, for someone who has um, supported education so much. What does it mean to you? Why is it so important that it's become uh, essential to your life and your work? Well, having four daughters, people said, isn't that terrible? And I said, what's terrible? And they said, well, you know, and I said, no, no, well, they'll all be educated. And I said, they'll all be independent women. And I still quote that, and uh, and I, I agree with even with the boys that come from the country. I still think they need to finish their education too, because one never knows. And in my case, I'm very glad to say that the four of them 
my four daughters, yeah, went with with big education and it, it has made them independent. And uh, not only that, I think that it's broadened the aspect of uh, uh, just general living, general education, uh, and it, it gives a wider scope and um, a better chance, and, and that might sound snobbish, a uh, better chance to get on in life and be successful. And certainly institutions like Rockhampton Art Gallery and in the future, Rockhampton Museum of Art, offer levels of soft education. Mm. So there's certainly formal education um, done through educational institutions, but it can often be accidental learning and, yes. and lifelong learning. That's another thing, to be quite honest. It depends if they take it on board mm. and if they accept it and, um, and try to widen it. Um, that's what I hope's happened in my family and I think it has. So it's all part of just learning and for all that you've done and, and all that you've given to the community, you've you've been attributed a number of significant awards throughout Australia. Um, you were the recipient of Rockhampton Regional Council's Australia Day Award in 2012. And notably in 2017, you were honoured with the Medal of the Order of Australia um, for your service mm-hmm. to the Rockhampton community. I was pleased to um, to know you during that um, that acknowledgement. But what did those awards mean to you? Why are they significant? I suppose, in one word, the fact of the, of being being named as an awardee. I mean, I uh, yes, I'd I'd done a lot of things uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, and it was very appreciative, there's no question about that, and a surprise. But I I, I don't quite know how I think of it, uh, except that um, it was very nice to receive it. Maybe a level of um, of recognition from the community, even that you didn't expect or, or expect. No, that's possible. I, I didn't. Uh, I had enjoyed what I'd done because I had widened the gap which I was very aware of and still am. I'm at the moment, things are changing in the world and let's hope they just change for the better. Let's hope, yes. It's been a, a huge year, 2020. Mm. Kept mm. us apart for a lot, kept a lot of people out of um, public spaces, yes. including yes. cultural institutions. Mm. Exactly. Um, yeah, it would be nice if 2021 was just a mm. little bit kinder. Oh, very much so. There's been a lot of hurt in the last 12 months. And more so than most people, you've seen um, through Rockhampton Art Gallery through the years um, and through a lot of change, through a lot of directors, through a lot of visions. Yes. Mm. Um, but in 2021, we will take on a new form. Yes. Um, and it's through a, a 4,700 square metre building, um, mm. transforming us into Rockhampton mm. Museum of Art. Mm. I know that I saw plans and ideas going back to the 2000s, so certainly you would have heard about and been part of yes. some of the thinking and the mm. ideas That's to, right, to yeah. move forward. Mm. And it's taken decades and some would call it a once-in-a-lifetime project, but maybe because you were here when Rockhampton Art Gallery first opened, maybe for you it's um, twice-in-a-lifetime 
uh, opportunity and, and project. Mm. Well, that's no doubt about that, Chesty. Because it is progress, uh, and it's amazing progress, and and, uh, and and it will it will reward us all very well. And through all that you've seen, um, success means something different to each person, and you've had such a significant contribution to uh, where we are today. For you, what would success look like at Rockhampton Museum of Art? What do you feel um, we would be doing uh, to have your contribution valued and the path that you lay forward for us um, as, a, as, a, as a good use? What would we be doing to be successful? Well, I think you're doing a great lot now and the new forum will uh, mean that you can do more in a bigger s- a sphere, I guess. But um, to me, it, it, it will be sustained in a wonderful, you know, position and also it will be run, not run, but uh, organised by a special team uh, of people who know what they're doing and love it and uh, I think a lot of love will go into that gallery um, because it is, it's been, well, it's needed and not only that, it's, it's going to be great. And, um, and the leaders are very good leaders. Oh, well, I think I call you a leader in those plural leaders as well. But certainly, Marilyn Luck, um, you have a love, passion and, and champion access um, and equality, particularly gender equality. And, yeah, we are where we are today because mm. of leaders like you who have come before us. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us on Behind the Art and I'm sure um, we will chat some more as we work through 2021. Well, my very best wishes, of course, uh, and the team. Uh, you've you've built a wonderful team uh, and, of course, you're a wonderful leader. And I wish and I'm sure I hope you stay in Rockhampton, but uh, I think other fields or other areas might um, might need a pick-up. And uh, but no, I uh, I certainly admire the work that goes here, and and the way you've even changed this room, which is much more sensible. And uh, uh, no, it's been a huge story and a huge success, and uh, various people have contributed to that, and we've had good leaders. Thank you. Behind the Art is brought to you by Rockhampton Museum of Art. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, as there will be more releases every week. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, you can find them at the Rockhampton Museum of Art website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for all the latest news and information about the Rockhampton arts community, and exciting new developments coming soon. Thank you.